What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO, back again for another great episode of Industry Talk Podcast. Listen, if you don't know, right now in the state of the world, there's a million trillion new gun owners. Yes, we've seen all the memes. We've seen all the antics happening around the world. But did you know that some gun stores have security? I've actually never been to a gun store that actually has security. I've seen some of the people who work there, they're armed, but security, no. So I have with me, I would say Officer Anthony, but Anthony, what's going on, Anthony? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? What's going on with you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on today. I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. So you are a security officer in a gun store. Tell, tell me, First, tell me how'd you even get to this point? How'd you start in security? What'd you start off doing? And then we can get to what you do now. So, so I actually started out in security uh, doing patrol. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna take it a step further. So prior to that, before I knew that Georgia had laws that we had to actually, that, acquired, that required to do security, I had to, uh, I did work at bars and different spots locally. Uh, and then when I found out that that was legal, uh, legitimate way, and then uh, got all my certifications, and then I started doing uh, patrol um, out in the area called uh, as Norcross. Basically, it's somewhere just just uh, west of east, either east or west of uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I did that for a little bit, um, and then when that got boring, I started to do uh, I started to do ATM security. And ATM security actually led me to uh, the gun store that I could. Te- technically, I'm not really security security, but I, I do stay. And we, uh, we all kind of work together as security there. Gotcha. Okay. But do you wear a uniform? Do you wear a vest? So, so the funny part about that, yes, I do. But uh-huh. it's, it's only due to the, a couple of new things that's happening right now. The whole New things like what? Oh, like new. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, man, we get a lot of guns pointed at us at that gun range. Uh, I mean, not intentionally, obviously, um, but it's just one of those things where where I rather be safe than sorry. Absolutely. I mean, so so do you? You work at the gun store, like you sell, you help sell, you help, like you actually work there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you kind of like. When it started to pop off, you're like, okay, we need to be a little bit more careful. People are coming in here. Tell us how it was before the pandemic and then what the difference is now after the pandemic hit. Man, so so in in like the sales industry, right? Everybody, everybody called it the Trump sign. So, <laughs> okay. Right, right. So essentially, I don't know. Like I'm not really worried about my Second Amendment rights, so I mean it kind of like dwindled off, man. I mean we were getting, I mean it was really, really rough days, rough days for the shop, for sure. Wow. Okay. Um. um so slow, slow as heck, just slow, slow. Yeah, super, super slow. Okay. And now um, after the pandemic. Yeah. Now after the pandemic, we talking about. I mean, we we doing days like unheard of numbers, typically. Um, for ammo crazy right now uh we get people calling and stopping by almost every day looking for certain things mm-hmm. and like i said especially with with newer gun now like i mean the traffic has been 
I, I mean, it, it's almost impossible to keep up with the crew there does really, really well at keeping up with uh, with the numbers of traffic that's coming in. What What is the stupidest thing anybody has asked you oh, in that boy. gun store? Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> give me give me your top three because you said, "Oh boy," which means there's more uh, than one. Give me your top three stupidest thing new gun owners say. All right, so so I get. So it, it, the dynamic is really interesting, right? So one of my one of my biggest questions that I've gotten is, uh, "Hey, can you meet me outside of the store and maybe we could talk about you know selling a gun outside of the store versus selling inside?" Of the oh store. wow! Yeah, that's, that's a huge. That's, that's a huge one. You yeah. have that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I oh my that. god! I've gotten that question probably uh, probably about once a week. What in the world? And people hit me up on um I I don't want to call anybody out like I'm not gonna do that but people hit gotcha me up. gotcha but the thing about it is a lot of people don't understand how you know if you're used to a certain a certain environment or buy your guns a certain way like they don't know that you, know, you go to jail too not just them <laughs> yeah of, like excuse me that was one of the things I've gotten um they're trying to take you down with them right. Right. <laughs> Bad one. Um, I can't even think of anything. And you know what? People always ask. Uh, uh, I think one of the dumbest questions in uh in the firearm community is like, what 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 do you think I should? You know, mm. like to me. Now why like, why do you think that's a dumb question? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, so a lot of times people don't like to do the research, and I'm not going to say it's necessarily. Ah, that's a good one. I think that people don't understand like what works for me may not work for you. So in mm-hmm. my same way, if I give you, if I give you all advice, all you want to do is build a gun based off my advice. And then if you don't shoot it or don't practice with it, you may not even like it, but just cause it looks yeah. good, you know, it but might not even fit in your hand. Right. It might, you might not like how it shoots. Nothing. Right. People ask right. me that. That's I asked that for you to elaborate because I do, uh, we have, what's called an HQL here. And it's mm-hmm. the license to have, the license you have to have to actually buy the gun. So we have a lot of influx of people coming out to get that license because they can't just go to the store. So they ask me that. I think I get that probably 10 out of 18 students go, well, what gun do you think I should get? Or what gun should I get? And I'd be like, uh, well, first, don't listen to me. I got the smallest hands in the country, but I carry a Glock 2240 caliber. So I'm probably not the person that you want to listen to because you they're looking for the, my, my female students. They're looking for a tiny little uh, Tiffany blue, cute little gun to go in their purse. And that's not me. So right. <laughs> I'll right. be like, eh, you know, so what's the last one? What's the last thing that you think is crazy that people ask you all the time? Ooh, um, geez, it's so many. I've always had a list <laughs> yeah. at, at the moment. I forget, but it's like, uh, I mean, when people come in and talk about guns, um, I had a lady recently um, ask me, oh, oh, about shooting someone. We get a lot of those questions. Oh, oh, tell me that. We want to know. So they're like, they're like, uh, so if I if I shoot someone, everything is everything is going to be good. Like, I mean, I, they won't they don't do anything. And I'm like, no, I mean, they'll definitely take you to jail. You know what I'm saying? If you shoot someone. That's like a big. That's a big thing to a lot of people don't know that. I mean, it's ten thousand dollars off rip if you do that. And she's like, I don't understand why. If right, if I shoot someone, why I will go to jail? 
And I'm like, there's a legal process involved. Like, you can't just skip due process just because necessarily you were in the right. You still killed someone. You know yeah. I mean? You're not just going to leave a body in your house and they're just going to clean it up and tell you to have a nice day. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's, there's more involved. You can't expect a police is the same thing. They have to do an investigation. So, I mean, for all we know, that you could know that person. And let's just say they come have a random argument and in the moment you shoot that person. Well, they don't know. They don't from, you know, from a hole in the wall. You so said they, they'd be like, if I shoot somebody, I'm good, right? Right, Lord right. Literally, like, I shoot somebody, I'm going to be straight, right? Like, I don't, I don't have to worry about nothing. I'm like, nah, that's not true. <laughs> so... Help you with this carry insurance as well. Let me go ahead and show you where to go for that. Just in case. Yeah, let me help you with that because you're gonna need it. Because I see right now that you're gonna act a fool. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what, what you're gonna need some legal representation. So let me see. All right, so we got down the stupid. What was the first thing you guys sold out of when this increase happened? Oh, easy. 12 gauge. 12 gauge now why do you think that is what is your professional opinion on why do you think the 12 gauge went first was it because it was easier to buy i don't really know atlanta or georgia laws like that so why do you think the gauge was the first so so i'll say this i could say i could say nine mil and 12 gauge let's start there i'm gonna I'm correct that but but georgia law you can actually come in and buy a gun without a license so, okay so as long as you have a valid driver's license, uh, current, then you can come in and purchase a firearm. So it's, it's super easy. Anybody can do it as long as you don't have a record, obviously. Okay. You got to go through a background check, but they make they may delay you like seven days or something like that uh, just to do a little bit more research. Um, but beyond that, uh, I personally believe 12 gauge and nine mil went because uh, right around the time when, um, what was that? Maybe last year's time? When people started converting over from 40 caliber to nine millimeter, um, mm-hmm. they're 40 cal guns. Um, and so that, I think that's one of the reasons why nine mil went first and 12 gauge. I think there's that common misconception that you don't need much and that a 12 gauge will be perfect for home defense. Uh, mm-hmm. the, someone comes in your house because a lot of people think that you don't have to aim with a 12 gauge. A lot of people think that. Did, what, my question is did somebody tell us that? Who told us that? Somebody had to tell us that on a national platform you know, for everybody I, in different is to think that way. And that's what I say. I think about that all the time, but I always watch in movies. You know how in movies, when they have a 12-gauge, everybody's Ah, that's what it is? And so, and the way I look at it is like, if you think you're going to be hip-fire in a 12-gauge, I mean, you it's not that you can't, but it depends on your experience. Like, you're not just going to mm-hmm. 12-gauge shotgun and just go off. They think as soon as you pick it up, you just pump, boom. That's, that's what everybody thinks. That's it. That's definitely what everybody thinks. Yeah, that's crazy because I, I always thought that, like, especially recently, um, I always thought that, like, why do people think you don't have to aim? Did somebody tell us? But when you said movies, then it, like, a whole bunch of different movies played in my head at one time. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, the movies taught us that. Okay, right. that's you interesting. About, you think about, too, the way shotguns work. Automatically, people talk about the spread, and they thinking from – from me and 15 feet away, you know, you got 15 feet away and the target in front of you that that thing, the, that shotgun bullet or that shotgun shell is going to spread to a mm. point and take out everything within like a six foot you know, length. And it's not going to work like that. Like it needs yeah. some time to spread out, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I had to People think everything is magic. Right. 
Right. But but that's not the case. I mean, now it, it is true. Like I I think me personally, depending on what type of home you live on, I think a shotgun is super effective. Mm-hmm. Close, or if you live in a brick house, I mean, even even if you lived in a house where um, you have siding and everything, if it's just uh, drywall and all that, it should be okay. But over penetration is still a thing. Like it can still happen with shotgun pellets. Do you recommend? Well, I don't want to say what what shotgun do you recommend because we just we just kind of went on that. But for your personal, for your personal opinion, what shotgun? Like, what brand of shotgun do you um, think is the best? Oh man, all my people know this. I I rock a Remington. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> She's like, oh no, I, I know that answer. I can answer that. That's not a problem. <laughs> but uh, why is that over Mossberg? Um, to be honest, I like the controls better on the Remington. Okay. Um, okay. With the Mossberg, especially like with the shockwave versions, uh, I tend to, uh, it eats the webbing of my hand, like in between my thumb and my index finger, the safety does. Mm. So I like the way, I like the safeties on the tri- on the side where the trigger is. Um, I've never shot a Remington before, so I got yeah. to go on that. It's nice. Uh, matter of fact, uh, look, next time I, I'm in Maryland, I might have to stop by. I got family in D.C. So. Yes, stop by. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I always I, tell people, come see me. It's not a lot of, well, in the area, I'm, I'm like uh, Taurus Security Mall. I don't know if you know where that's at, but I'm usually like Taurus Security Mall. I'll be in the city sometimes, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of people here like really like gunheads, like who are like my peers, at least. Now, if I'm hanging out with some older guys or some older gals, yes, they're into it. But as far as my same age group and security, they got their duty weapon and that's it. So right. I am definitely looking to hang out with people who are really into it because I'm I'm just starting to really be into gear and all this. And I've, I've been doing security for almost 14, 15 years, but I usually get what's issued to me. Right. And, and now I'm like, oh, wait, what's issued to me? Well, I used to be federal. So now that I'm not federal, there's nothing issued to me. I got to pay for everything. So it's right. like, <laughs> so it's a whole new world out here. And right. I, I kind of took a pause for maybe a year or two. And when I got back into the game, gear was totally different. Yeah. Like, I mean, things were totally, I was like, what the heck? So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting into it. So, so as far as your EDC, on like a regular basis, even for work, if you have two different ones for your regular day in life, you know, and for work, what is your EDC that you carry as far as knife, firearm, et cetera? Ooh, that's a lot. So uh, <laughs> I, I switch it up a lot. I switch it up a lot. So I have um, typically for, for work, I just do it in basics. I carry a Glock 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, flash, I put a on all my guns. So I carry a, a Surefire X300 on it. Okay. Uh, um, three magazines, OC, uh, baton. I actually carry two sets of hands. I don't use them. I only use them like, in the event that I may have to use my firearm. I want to make sure that the person or perp, whoever is secure before I have to move to another threat, if I have the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I carry those for me. So if I get in the house. <laughs> carry those complete. for me. Right. Um, And that's just for work. I mean, my the knife I carry is a... Um, who called the clever girl? And oh, cricket! I think I saw you post that. Yeah, that's one of, and it's it's a, a curved blade essentially. It's uh, it was they did a, a weapon of war or something like that, or or forged by war series, 
and a bunch of veterans made different knives, and that was one of the Forged by War series. So, and that guy actually, I believe, is here in Macon, Georgia. Oh, uh, that they make them? They make them there? Yeah. Well, well, the the gentleman who who created the knife, he's here. So they make oh, okay, two, okay. two different series. So they make one for cricket, which is basically a commercial knife, and the other one they make is it was probably. I forgot. He forges them themselves. It takes much longer, and they cost a lot more. Oh, gotcha. So the one that you have that you carry EDC, how much does that run, people? Uh, right around two. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Now the uh, real question is: Have you ever had to use it? Negative. I hope I gotcha. never. Have to, I hope I never have to use a knife at work. <laughs> <laughs> Tell somebody up with that daggone curved blade. Well, well, not only that, but the the issue the issue. Especially like hand to hand, like the problem with with knife fighting is that nine times out of ten, if you coming up knife on knife, you are gonna get it too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because so you got to be close enough. Right. It's not gonna be the movies, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like you're just gonna <laughs> fight somebody up and you keep moving. So no John Wick. We're not seeing no John Wick is what you're right. saying. None of that. You, <laughs> you get one 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 pierce in the wrong place and you bleed out. Exactly. Yeah. Not oh. your little suit jacket get ripped and that's it. Not your arm. Right. No, that's not happening. None of that. No little <laughs> scratches and nicks like that. Don't happen. <laughs> your that button happens. pop off, but you're not your arm not bleeding. No, no, that's not how that goes. Right. So I mean, okay, good. But I mean, I'm sorry. Ground, I carry I carry a knife for defense. Like, well, I carry it only for a tool, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, any weapon I have, any weapon I have, if I have to use it in defense, it's already gone too far. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my, kind of my thing. That's why I, why I like. Speaking on the on the fact that you said if you have to use any weapon that you carry, things have gone too far. I love to talk about de-escalation. So you kind of segued into that on your own. I, I was gonna go to it towards the end, but because you said that, I like that 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 quotable. I like that. You know, if you have to use your weapon, things have gone too far. So you've been doing security for how long? Uh, so right now I'm coming up on my ninth year, I believe. Okay, so in nine years, one, what have you done to not have to use your weapon? Like, what have you done to stop a situation from getting that far? And what have you done to de-escalate a situation? Like, tell the people who are listening. Some people are, are one, new gun owners. Some people are new to security. Give them an example of a time in your nine years that you've had to de-escalate a situation. <laughs> So I have to, I gotta get deep on this, right? <laughs> okay, I'm with it. We can get deep. So one of the things, honestly, one of the things that I had to do is the biggest thing that I had to learn about myself, right? Mm -hmm. What things I can and cannot tolerate, how I I will personally deal with those things, and and learning how to get over the personal of my own to make it uh not a, a, a personal like impersonal reaction. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, it makes sense because because just with that right there, just with that, one of the things I tell people when they ask me, well, how do I learn how to de-escalate or how to, I tell them, you need to know yourself. You need to know your limits and you need to know your, your abilities. People try to do things they can't really do and it right. messes the whole situation up. So go ahead. Right. Exactly. And so my thing was first learning about yourself and, and knowing how you are when it comes to certain situations. You need to understand how you handle other people in, in that same light. Mm -hmm. Also, also too, what people go through on a day-to-day -day basis, that may not be them every day. 
you know? Sure. And I, I can't look at them immediately and say, hey, this person's automatically a threat. I'm going to have to take them out. They could be going through something. You know, you don't know what people go through. You know, people have moments in, in, uh, moments in life where, you know, it's a lapse of judgment. And sometimes, and sometimes they just look in the field something, you know, that, like that's, in my, that's what I've seen. So that's that for, for me, what I hear from you is empathy. Right. You have empathy for your fellow humans, no matter what the situation is. And I, right. I think police officers, security officers, some of us lack that. And I think that is why I try to talk about it on my pages and my articles. I try to talk about it because I think that people separate that like, oh, no, you should only have empathy for your family. No, 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 no. You should definitely have empathy for strangers because they're the ones you have no idea what they're going through. Right. So right. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think we lose it, too. I mean, it's not just that they lack it. I think it. I think it's developed over time because, you know, officers, mm. officers essentially, I mean, you seeing stuff. Some of these people in major cities, I mean, they're seeing stuff every day. Every you day. Home, you know what I'm saying? After after watching some guy get his head blown off, you have to go home and be a family. You know what I mean? And that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot to hold, you know? And so for for your personal health is really important. And I think people also forget that. So one of the two, like like going back to that, that beginning point, is that you really need to look look at yourself and know when enough's enough and figure mm. out how to help. And yeah. I believe that personally is a part of de-escalation. But but beyond besides that, um, it also comes with talking to people, you know? Like mm-hmm. I, a lot of bars and uh, a lot of nightclubs. I'm currently working at a couple clubs now, and it's much easier just to talk to them. Because I don't want to have to do I don't want to have to do anything to you. You don't have to do anything to me. You know, <laughs> yeah. that, no, it it's becomes a whole nother problem. Like I just don't want to have to deal with all that. So it's much I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> right. It's just much easier to be like, man, just look. Calm down. You're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. Way. Go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Go yeah, you got to be able to level with the people that you, especially if you're at a place where you deal with those same people yeah. all the time. On the regular. Yeah, especially if you're doing a, a place like that. Yeah, and so like I said, it's much, much easier, much easier just to just to get tell, um, tell me about a time... Tell me about a time where you tried to de- de-escalate and it didn't work. Ooh, so this was years ago. <laughs> so I actually worked at a bar um, in the same place that I used to patrol. And okay. uh, a couple of guys were getting rowdy. They were throwing pool sticks and mm. um, bottles. And uh, That is more than rowdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get like that sometimes. And I'm, I'm not gonna get into the demographic of who they are, but but gotcha, gotcha. No need, no need. <laughs> right. But there was a lot of alcohol and a couple of other, uh, extracurricular drugs involved. Gotcha. And so, <laughs> and so uh, um, I was asked. You know, my, my boss asked me to you know escort them out. So I said, mm. cool. I talked to the guys. They said they would calm down at first, and they didn't. So I normally gave they gave me two chances. The second chance, I'm like, hey, look. Y'all gotta go, and especially one in particular. I was like, "All oh, y'all have calmed down. He has not. He got We're gonna have to. He got to step out. He's got." So, um, he said, "Okay, that's fine." I start to escort. I started to escort him out. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm calm. Everything is good. I'm thinking everything is good. He grabs a bottle off a table and hits me with it. Oh no, son! Wait a so, minute. 
Right. So I, I don't know if people know. I mean, I'm sure if y'all in the security industry, you definitely know. But but beer bottles don't break like in the movies. So let's put that out there. They don't. They don't really. You break know, I always wondered why that didn't work. Yeah. I always wonder when I see that happen. I've I've never been hit with one or seen. I've seen somebody been hit hit with one, but it didn't break. So no. you're saying it, that's just a thing. It doesn't break. The movies is a lie. No, that's that's that sugar glass that they use. <laughs> ah, got it. Okay, thank you for that. Go ahead. <laughs> he, uh, he hit me with a bottle. He actually hit me twice, and this was this was my own inexperience. Number one, I I wasn't paying attention. I'm thinking, hmm. oh, everything's cool now. We just gonna go back to doing what we was doing. No, um, he hits me twice. I definitely go down, and then he walks away. Oh. So I I have to like I have to like you know get myself together because uh, again at this time. I don't think I've ever been hit with a beer bottle before. <laughs> and were you the only security officer in that establishment? So believe it or not, there was a doorman and me. I worked the inside. He worked the door. Jeez. Um, yeah, he never left the door. He never left the door. <laughs> he definitely did his thing when he needed to, but at that time, he never left the door. He said, get your ass up right. <laughs> and take care of business. So, basically uh i basically get myself together and uh, uh needless to say like i didn't even i didn't waste any time like my my reaction was a little extreme mm. but but i did get him out what, well well you can't now hold on now on behalf of my listeners and myself you cannot talk about getting hit with a beer bottle twice tell us that sugar glass is what the movies use and then right. go my reaction was extreme anyway so back to what no 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 what was your reaction so again so we worked at a uh it was basically a pool hall so okay i, I uh i grabbed something you know a tool that you use to play pool and uh <laughs> you don't want to incriminate <laughs> yeah don't want to incriminate myself so I, I did i definitely i hit him twice i hit him twice with the back end. Mm. Mm, mm. And we were cool after that, man. We didn't have any problems. He actually came in a couple more times after that, and they actually used to come in every weekend. Uh, but it definitely got a little. Well, what made y'all not ban them from coming back? So the the owner, uh, okay. So so basically, so Georgia security. This is a good story because there's a lot of people who need to know when to ban people, when not to ban people, why can't they, and why can't they. So you you got a good story going. So tell us why you didn't ban them. So that's, so that's right. So, so the thing about it is, um, the owner it, it's mm-hmm. based on the owner. So security doesn't really, I mean, you could choose to ban people based on stuff that happens. And a lot of times we'll give you problems if you let them in. But if the boss comes out and says, Hey, go ahead, let them in. What's the problem? You know? And if I, explain, yeah. Hey, this is the same dude we had problems with last week. Oh, he's fine. He's been coming here longer than you. Just let him in. Oh, see, that's why mm, I can't deal with people who do that kind of stuff. Right. Right. And th- and that's the thing. It's like you're not allowing me to do do the job that you hired me for. Exactly. And All because so, you want a couple of those beers and a couple of those shots. Right. But you'll jeopardize everybody else's safety. That is not OK. Right. right, right, right. And so and so one of those things it was, it was a lot of times man, had guys uh, get kicked out and shooting outside. And and uh, one of the girls who worked at her boyfriend, man, I'm gotten to it a couple of times kept coming back and every time we try to tell them hey none of your spouses can be here you know they, they kept doing it they kept doing it so after a while i left because i felt like it wasn't safe for me to be there yeah absolutely especially yeah. if you're there 
you're getting into fights, but then you're not allowed to tell who can and who cannot come. Right. And among he also allowed he also allowed drug use and which which to him he said, I don't know what they do back there. That's on them. But at, at the night we'd be cleaning up and we will find little mountains of you know white powder here. Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, I wanna know what the heck this place was. <laughs> right. It was a small spot, and you kind of I always tell people in clubs and bars and everything, you kind of expect that. Like, I, I always expect for, for that type of activity to, to be yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't like, just be like, oh, I don't know what's going on back there. Right. And that's what he did. He was just like, I don't know what they do back there. That don't, that don't have nothing to do with me. Mm, interesting. Okay. But in your establishment. So you can't yeah. say that. You know, you someone knows something, you know what I mean? And they're not just going to let you slide just by saying, I don't know. And that was his standard, though. And that's the problem. And and I, I want to touch on something just, just for the listeners. When you're taking these side jobs or when you're taking these things, you need to do your due diligence and figure out what kind of establishment you are working at. Because you could get in trouble for something that's going on. You could get in trouble for something that you have to fight your way out of and then you end up you know, <clears throat> taking something off a pool table and hurting somebody. And then the establishment is not going to back you. Right. You don't have insurance. You're not bonded. It, it's just a lot, especially here in Baltimore in these clubs, there's just a lot of things that security does. And they think that the, the club is going to back them when something goes wrong. No, you're going to be on your own. Right. We're right. not backed by a union. We're not backed by whatever, whatever laws uh, police are backed by when something goes wrong. So. That, you know, that's a good point that you left because you yeah. thought it was dangerous. Well, see, I tell people if you're if you're that uncomfortable that you have to wear a regular shirt up under your security shirt, if the police come to look like a patron, then you shouldn't be there. <laughs> Is that what you had to do? I actually so I got I got to that point where I was like, I, if, if the cops come in here, man, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to switch it up and, and act like a person who just comes here. Because if something happens, I don't want to be involved in this. And, and at the time, too, we, so, so in Georgia, right? So you can actually work on under, uh -huh. under a company, not, not a security company. Like, let's say if I go to a bar. Okay. Work at this bar and do security. The bar has to sign an affidavit saying that they are responsible for anything that I do. Oh, interesting. Right. So you can actually get away with not having certain licensing here in the state of Georgia. However, you have to have that affidavit. It's like a permission slip. Literally. Right. <laughs> okay, because that's at, interesting. At that point, it makes you an employee uh, essentially uh, covered uh, as an employee under the business. So it's technically like that club has its own in-house armed security. Exactly. And that's, okay, okay, yeah. I hope they exactly. don't ever do that here because that's that's horrible, right. actually. Now, <laughs> right. Now, otherwise, in, in the state of Georgia, in order for you to be armed, um, you actually have to have go through 16 hours of unarmed training, eight hours of armed training, qualify mm. here, um, and then they give you what's called a blue card here. And it's essentially, um, in Georgia, everyone has to be certified for just about everything. Uh, plumbers, Strippers, believe it or not, they all go through the same whoa, thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going back. We're going back about five yep. seconds. <laughs> Strippers have to be certified. Yes. Yeah. In the state of Georgia, you have to get fingerprinted and you have to have a car oh. able to work. <laughs> Georgia make their money however they however they can. 
I thought Maryland was bad, but that right there, that's actually genius. I ain't going to lie. That, that, I, I'm going to have to look but, into that some more. That, yeah. That's genius. In Georgia, if you if you a dick, you can't be a felon. You you can't have a record. You know what I mean? They don't they don't let them they don't let them do that. So you're gonna have to find some other means of work. You know what? That's why y'all got the best strip clubs right there. <laughs> There's standards. It's levels to this. I didn't know that. I did not know that. So, that yeah. that's <laughs> have you ever worked yeah. security at a at a strip club? Uh uh yes. Yes. What was that like? What it what's what's what was a little different working in that environment than a regular club, and or was there a difference? Uh, so honestly, I think you have to uh, have you can't have a certain bias. You know, a lot of people have bias. Well, I'm not going to say now because the, the culture is different now. But mm. there's people that I know personally, that when I tell them I even work anywhere close to a strip club. They're already on. and so I um, you just can't you can't be judgmental. You can't, yeah. be, you can't be biased or, or have your opinions about certain things and also mm. a lot of things. So you have to also be professional. And yeah. Some people, I know some men that I work with specifically can't handle being in that environment. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the comments they make, um, you know, the looks they get, and sometimes they just can't control themselves. Like a, literally like a dog in heat. Like they just cannot control themselves. <laughs> Is if you if you have a, a significant other or if you if you ever done understand that there's gonna be naked people in this world. So naked there's gonna be naked people in this world. <laughs> so so at a strip okay, at a I have a couple of questions. There's a couple of questions about the gun store and then there's a couple of questions about about the strip club now. Okay. So okay. <laughs> Okay, as a security officer at the strip club, when I've gone to strip clubs, I see people at the door, and then I see maybe people in the, I don't know if they still call, I'm, I, I swear I'm like 50 years old, the champagne room, um, right. and, I, and I see, you know, I see that, but is that the only security in a strip club, or? So, so no, a lot of, a lot of strip clubs will have a surveillance system with someone watching. Oh, Okay. Yeah, there's gonna be there's definitely gonna be people inside to protect everyone inside. Uh, but here, I don't know if they do it in other states, but I don't mm-hmm. hear it. We also have parking lots. So in the in the event that someone gets kicked out or they get upset about uh, maybe a girl they spent too much money on and they didn't get everything that they <laughs> wanted, they um, I'm sure that is a lot. It, ha- it does happen. Uh, we basically, so that's actually my role is that we actually uh, uh, take care of the parking lot to make sure that people leave, number one, because a lot mm-hmm. of times you wait for girls. Oh, yeah, I see that. Now, I see that on TV and movies and everything. So yeah. that actually does happen. Yeah, one of the one of the spots that I work for, uh, one of the spots that I work for, uh, a girl actually got followed home. Um, and wow. another instance, they had another instance where put all of her actual information on a card on her card. What in the world? These people be obsessed and crazy. Yeah, so you know, because you know girls have to work under aliases because some of these dudes, I mean, they just, they take it too far. Yeah. And so, what? You know, all her on one card, they just, they just drop it on her. And I'm like, yo, this, I mean, it's unnecessary, honestly. 
That's so scary to think that because then what? Like, what do you do? He's got all your information. He knows where you work. Now what? Did did the situation ever escalate or did like how does how do you take care of something like that? As far as I know, it didn't. But that's again, that's that's why we're there initially because mm-hmm. we, like I said, sub security in the parking lot, make sure nothing like. So you know, you send everybody once the club closes, everybody's got to go home. They got to clear out the mm-hmm. parking lot completely first before anyone else comes out. For for somebody who may be starting out and doing club security, you know, strip club, whatever, what is like two or three things that you think that every officer should know either how to do or should take into consideration when doing that type of security? Oh, jeez. Um, de-escalation. <laughs> I would definitely say de-escalation is a big one. Uh-huh. Also, unfortunately, and a lot of people want to be armed all the time, but the truth is, in those environments, you really, really, really need to practice um, some sort of hand-to-hand combat of some kind, whether it's mixed martial arts or uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Even mm-hmm. with, you have to work in close quarters. And if you don't know how yeah. to use your spaces, then you could really, I mean, you could hurt other people too. I mean, because I've seen... And I hate to say this, but I've seen like police officers, um, and I say that police officers don't train, but these specific ones don't. Where a brawl breaks out, Black police officers all- don't train, <laughs> right? But that brawl has stretched out to like insane lengths instead of just shutting down the threat like right then and there. Uh huh. So, for instance, some of the guys that I work with, I've actually been training here recently. Uh, a lot of them do have been doing Braz- Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and mm-hmm. like martial arts from the time that they were like four. All the way, and so I've watched these guys. Uh, the, I've, especially, I've seen the importance of shutting down the threat, like right then and there. You mm. know, without even without having to use like, a, a firearm, without even having to draw. I mean, anything of any kind, they'll they'll shut you down just by like folding you up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've seen guys get. I mean, one grab on them, and they've got their arm twisted up, and the and the fight is over. Jeez, that's that's I like I like that you you know you're a good you're a good interview. I hope you weren't nervous before this because you're great. No, because I'm, you brought yeah, you said no, no, I'm good. Oh uh, a, a point that you brought up as far as we we talked about the escalation, but the point that I like to make is that your firearm shouldn't always be your first you know, your first choice. Boy. And training definitely should be a number one thing in all officers, especially females, because there are going to be times where you need to handle yourself with your hands. There need to be, you need to have strength and you need to have some sort of combat, you know, knowledge as far as hand to hand, because I think people look over that. They think, oh, I'm armed, so I'm good. And that's not true. That's not true at all. Because there might be an instant where you can't reach for your firearm without putting your hands down, getting hit in your face when your firearm's taken. You know, so every situation is not going to be a firearm situation. So I thank you for, you know, bringing up the fact that people should train in in, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I've heard people say they do MMA. I've heard people say, you know, all kinds of stuff. It is good to get into something so that you do have that skill level. I mean, that skill set under your belt. Um, Also, the dope part about it, too, is it helps you understand the human body. And I, I, mm. I don't realize that it's like the, all of this stuff is based on anatomy, like knowing, knowing the weak points of the human body and using that against them. 
And that's whether you're muscular or, you know, you know, you could be a small person. And, and yeah. I, that I've seen them all different kinds of ways they had to take people out. But it, it's, it's definitely interesting to see. How um how long have you been doing uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Oh, not long. <laughs> <laughs> what not were you long. doing or what have you tried be- besides that? Uh, I've tried Muay Thai before uh, once upon okay. a time like years ago. And uh, I still remember a little bit of that. Um, and then I take um, I've taken some uh, some training classes where they use things like that to to help with uh, de-escalation of force or or actually removing weapons from people. Understanding like it's not as easy as people people make it seem, and you definitely have to practice. What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO, a.k.a. the Dapper Security Guard. And if you couldn't tell by now, I'm coming to you in the middle of an episode. The conversation with me and Officer Anthony got so good that we end up having to split it into two parts. So if you enjoy part one, then you will definitely enjoy part two. So stay tuned. Stay tuned on our social medias at Industry Talk Podcast to see when part two drops. In the meantime, hit the link in the bio or the link in the description of each episode on any platform you listen to us on and contribute to keep this content going. If you have a product, company, or a suggestion on content or a guest, shoot us a dm on instagram and we'll take care of that for you we just want to contribute to the industry change the stigma against security officers and continue to provide great content see you next time